Hey Taylor, wanna get high? Oh yeah. Today, we are going to smoke a super joint that is a Sunset Sherbet strain. I love the Sunset Sherbet. I love the Sunset Sherbet too. It's basically one of my favorites. It's, yeah, all the time. it's definitely been one of my favorites. And it's beautiful. Always. Always. It's like, sometimes it's like purple and green and... Yeah, sometimes it's like a... I've seen it where it's like a blend of like a purple and a green mm -hmm. and really frosty. Mm-hmm. Like so frosty, it's like cakey. Mm-hmm. That's the good stuff. That's the good sunset. Okay, we're checking out this Sherbert strain, or the Sunset Sherbert on our local website to check out these things. Um, what is Sherbert? Heir to the Girl Scout cookie throne is Sherbert, also known as Sherbet and or Sunset Sherbert. I prefer it with the R, honestly. Yeah, I get really I mad when people right spell Sherbet. Well, it's like, it's sorbet and it's sherbet. It's, it's, honestly, I don't know. I think both of them are right. I think it's a personal preference. Like, me as nuts. far as being real. It drives me nuts. Me too. Um, I've always felt that way, though, even about, like, the ice cream sherbet, right? But is it sherbet or sherbet? That's why I, I, I think, I honestly think it's both. Well, I also, I think it might be something that's like regional too, because that's possible. I like gray like, and gray. Yeah. E and A. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And so like, I, I don't know, but like everyone says it Sherbert, even with yeah. or without the R. I, I will, just I will call it, it Sherbert. I don't mm. call it Sherbet. Me either. Cause that's dumb. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, Sunset Sherbet is an indica-leaning hybrid with intoxicatingly potent effects. I don't care who bred it. <laughs> it inherits the genetic lineage of Girl Scout Cookie, whose ancestors include OG Kush, Cherry, Cherry Pie, and Durban Poison, crossed with an indica known as Pink Panties. I don't think that's, like, an original strain name either. That's something somebody no, made No, but that's... Up. I've always read that about the sherbet. Mm -hmm. Sherbet. See, you just did it. I just did it. It's because we were talking about it. I know. Sherbet exhibits powerful, full-body effects eleva elevated by a jolt of cerebral energy. That's why I love it. A complex aroma colors sherbet with notes of skunky citrus, citrus sweet berry, and that candy-like smell redolent of Girl Scout cookie. Um, yeah. Something that I've always thought was interesting about these, which I've never actually read that. Um, I remember learning that Sunset Sherbers were pretty indica-heavy and being like, that's one of my favorite daytime smokes is the Sunset Sherbert. And I wonder if it's because of the cerebral, like yep. the energizing cerebral thing as opposed to. I would honestly definitely chalk it up to that. Mm -hmm. Personally, I would say, because with, with the finding, the more we learn that you can't just lump these into three categories. It's not just all sativas are this way, yeah. all hybrids are this way, and all indicas are this way, you know? Yeah. So there are these strains like our Sunset Sherbert that it is considered more indica dominant, and definitely I've smoked some that are heavy versus the ones like a, just a regular Sunset Sherbert. That's all I want. Yeah. I want to feel it in my body, but I do want that nice cerebralness. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm always looking for that high. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for that, I call it, like, a hazy or dreamy, yeah. like, just kind of puts you out of this world. There's only a handful of strains, and I could name all of them right now, that have really <laughs> done that for me. Strains that are Damn. not easy to find. That's how it always goes. What are they? Alice in Wonderland is one oh. for sure. I've one grower I've specifically that. that did it the the best I've ever had it. It was 
one of the it was a really ugly bud to be honest it was not pretty looking and I think that was its last grow because they were saying that they were having a hard time with the mom oh wow so um Alice in Wonderland that cherry AK-47 that I know you said didn't do much for oh, you yeah. but that has been a favorite of mine even for something that's considered a budget and then uh star dog mm-hmm the star dog, you know, mm-hmm. the grower we've talked about. Yep, the good star dog. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, oh, and the frostitute a little bit. Oh. The frostitute definitely does something different for me that's just like, mm-hmm. still always my favorite. Mm-hmm. And if Blue yeah. Dream's done right, which is why I, I personally relate that frostitute a lot to Blue Dream, even though they aren't the same. Mm-hmm. But, like, the high I get from the Frostitute is what I expect from my good, a good Blue Dream. Mm. So. Do you know, Blue Dream, like, across the board, I never feel like I'm getting high well, with and the that, Blue Dream. That's the funny thing about that strain, and that's why mm-hmm. I say if it's done right, because I, I strongly believe that there are Blue Dreams out there that people are just calling Blue Dream because of the name. See, if I was growing Blue Dream, I would change the name because everyone and their mom's growing Blue Dream. Well, but what if you have, like, a strain that maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Blue Dream is a very people, regional thing, People too. either love or hate Blue Dream is the thing. People are either seeking it out. At both stores I've worked at, I've had at least one customer that, like, if they can't find Blue Dream, they're like, why the hell do you not have Blue Dream? And it's like, I don't know, because it's just not here right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. they're just, like, had a bad experience with Blue Dream, don't want Blue Dream. It gives them too much anxiety. And I avoid anxiety, too, but I don't feel like that with a... Yes, I just, Blue Dream, I'm just like, yeah, not, I don't just, hate it, yeah. I just like, I wouldn't particularly like it. One grower like it. had a strain called Blueberry mm. that was considered more of a sativa, mm-hmm. and that one was one of my first favorite cerebral dreamy hazy head Interesting. It was one grower in particular, and I don't want to name growers on the podcast, but... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're blueberry. They I sold that stuff. a lot of that. They grew a lot of that. Yeah. They oh, yeah. We, like, almost stuff. always had it in stock. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I almost forgot Heroina Jack from, again, one specific grower. Okay. I know which one. You do? Yeah. So, other, I've never been, uh, well, is that like a Jack Herrera or something? It's actually oh. not. I always used to assume that, but it's actually a strain called Heroin of 33 crossed with, like, something else. Mm. I'd have to look it up. But I've never, ever, 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 ever seen it anywhere else or grown by anyone else than the one grower that mm-hmm. no longer grows it. Mm-hmm. So, R.I.P. Heroin of Jack. Uh, I've always hated that name, too. Yeah. It doesn't sound appealing to me. No. Honestly. Me neither. But it's because it reminds... I don't like the... Illicit what I just said? No. Jack Herrera. The Jack Herrera, yeah. Oh. I've never liked that. Even... I've been... I try, I've been smoking that since, like, I was 17. <coughs> and, like, I've never liked that strain. Yeah. But I think it's because it's, it's a sativa, and I don't really like the sativas. I don't feel like I've scary. honestly smoked much Jack, and it's because it's a sativa that I just have made assumptions that I'm mm-hmm. not. It does, nothing about that strain seems appealing or what I'm looking for. And honestly, I probably have smoked it, but if I have and I still have no feedback, then that's yeah. a pretty good indicator that it's not for me. Right. But anywho. That's basically how it is. But it's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. This is our Christmas episode. Welcome to our getting high during Christmas episode. And I hope we can get it out by Christmas. We can. I imagine this won't be too long. Yeah. Because we're still tr- We're trying to go see Christmas lights tonight, too. We are going to go look at Christmas so lights. So we're going to see where this takes us, but. So, Lindsay, do you yeah. want to lead in? I mean, I think you were... 
do you oh, well we were just we're gonna talk about well we're gonna talk a little bit about like the origins of Christmas and then we're <laughs> gonna get into a little bit of like what Christmas means to us and like our memories which I'm sure will come out <laughs> organically during the whole thing But, I know you were doing a bunch of research yesterday. We were looking into the origins of all of the, of, like, Santa. Oh, did you read any about, like, St. Nicholas? Was that where you... So, I was... was the Santa rabbit hole you went down. Yeah, so... Well, I was getting into Santa Claus, and it's, and it's how it originated, right? Because I know the story of Santa has changed so much over the years. Essentially, it started out as these old, old stories, old tales, whatever. I'm just going to move on. Uh, I have that the image of Santa Claus, St. Nicholas mm -hmm. is what it was, um, was created by someone named Clement Clark Moore. In New York, he was in, from New York City, and New York City celebrates more than any other city in the world. Did you know that? Yes, we used to go to New York City every year for Christmas. We used to go see the Rockets. We used to go to FAO Schwartz. We used to. Go I mean, watch I guess I lightings. knew all of that stuff, right? But I didn't think about it as like being the most cele Christmas celebrated city in the world, and it's because of Clement Clark Moore who. Mm. Was the he wrote a fifty-six line poem called "The Night Before, Before Christmas. Christmas"? Yep. All things that I discovered. Actually, I did the name didn't come, but once you said fifty-six page poem, I was like, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> and he, so he essentially came up with the image of Santa, or Saint Nicholas, as he was known. I think he was still just Saint Nicholas at that time. See, my I research with Santa didn't year. go as deep as my research with Krampus, so we'll get into that, too. What year did he do that? Do you know? I don't have that written down, but I'm sure if you wrote Clement Clark Moore, all of this would come very quickly. Okay, keep talking. So, he kind of came up with the fact that Santa had... Ooh, 17... Yes, like it was the 1700s. Yeah, the late totally. 1700s, early 1800s. So, yes, I'm sorry. I did learn that, but I just didn't write that down. And I am very bad, you guys, with history and dates. And I have notes written here, and I'm going to have to use them heavily. So <laughs> That's okay. I have my phone ready for Googling for elaboration because I don't really have time to prepare. Yeah. But I was like, I kind of know about Santa and Krampus. <laughs> I actually meant to do that myself, and I do have these pages tagged if I do need to open those up too but okay if you I got that at your fingertips you can, you can do that for me yeah um so he came up with the image that santa is more of an elf because i think originally he was just more of a i don't want to he, he wasn't a god but he was like um what what was saint nicholas considered he a wasn't saint? always can yeah okay so he's he was just a saint yeah so no he really was like back in the like i was that was what popped up when i just googled saint nicholas saint nicholas was like actually a saint in like the 1300s so. okay <laughs> so this is where clement clark moore's story turned him more into the elf-like figure that we know with with the dimples and the sack of toys on his back um Essentially, after that, though, there was Thomas Nast, who took Moore's version of Santa, and Thomas Nast was an illustrator, and he is the one that elaborated on uh, Clement Clark Moore. Were you on this website? Sorry. No, I wasn't. Like, I watched... As you're saying, you're saying these things, and it's going down, like, paragraph by paragraph, like, exactly what you're saying. I was I'm watching saying. a YouTube video mm. that, and it was called, uh, crap, I was going to credit this guy, I should have wrote it down, mythological or mythological story, I don't know, uh -huh. <laughs> whatever, but Thomas Nass was the illustrator that took Moore's version of Santa 
from just being a jolly old elf to like a much bigger, he's much grander, grander than just that. And that's where, you know, kids start writing wish lists and, you know, you have the North Pole and, and he really like took Santa and created all these other fun things that go along. And, yeah, I mean, that is about as much as I got on the origins of Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, and there's Sinterklaas, uh, well, Sinterklaas, I really didn't get a lot of info on. The St. Nicholas, the actual St. Nicholas. Hang on. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I had to do, I had to think of years. It was like 200... AD, he's the patron saint of children. Okay. Like in German Protestant. So that's half and half Protestant Catholic, so but like I don't think Protestants have saints. I don't know, I'm not super religious. I think the Catholics have saints. Don't look at me, I, I Anyways, that was a really long time ago was all. Yes. And it's super random that that happened. It's super random that that was what the patron saint of children turned into this person who brings us presents and is a jolly old elf. Well, and I do believe that even Santa Claus, um, they used to celebrate on like December 6th Ugh. because that was the day of St. Nicholas's death or someone's mm -hmm. death and nope, so they right. celebrated on that day. And then I wish I had gotten to the point of understanding why it became Christmas Day. Because Jesus was born. Like, But why, why did they, they take the Santa, St. Nicholas story from celebrating him on the day of his death this day and then take the birth of Jesus on this day and decide, oh, we're just going to do that all on the same day. I don't know. It's no longer about Jesus anymore. Oh my gosh, Christmas is no longer about what it ever was anymore. Let's just be real honest. Do you know, anyways, Jesus was born in, like, April. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, what the hell is going on? It's something. I feel the same way. Well, I'm like... <coughs> Something that is interesting to me about holidays in general is they, like, started out... Because, like, what are days, right? Right. And, like, holidays started out being, like, the solstice, like, mm -hmm. the longest day of the year. And it's evolved to be, like, a day, right? Like, mm -hmm. we used to... We celebrate Easter around a solstice, and then solstice is usually, like, a week before. Like, I'm sure sometimes it just, like, just so happens to fall on Easter or whatever. Oh, Easter, sorry. Easter is the 40 days after a solstice. That solstice happens. Used to. That's what, now we have days, I've right? I've never understood Easter anyways. Now we have, like, it's because of Lent that you don't understand Easter. It's because people out here aren't familiar with Lent, really. I know what Lent is, but not... I mean, I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you know you have to give stuff up. Exactly. Like, and it's all... Even, like, Mardi Gras and, like, like Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras is all about, like, living up your sins before Lent. And so, like, mm. that even changes because religion was huge down in New the Orleans. But, like, even things you don't even think about, like Fat Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And, like, what is... Oh, like, Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent. They all go... At least I think it's the start of Lent, because on Good Friday is the end of Lent. Okay. It's this whole thing. It's this whole thing that happens. All I know is that everywhere has fish sandwiches during Lent. And <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> it's not all they can eat? Um, on, yeah, on Friday, you're not... You can only... Not only eat fish, but you can't eat meat except for fish. Okay. So, it's like a thing that on Fridays, there's always like fish fries. Not really around here. I feel like people are whatever general Christian religion around here. I don't know exactly what it is. They're like new age. Yeah. It's like whatever new age religion, I guess. Not a lot of Catholics. Not a lot of Jewish people. 
I think people are just like hippie or whatever. Like I said, <laughs> like I don't even know what religion it is. I'm just calling it like general religion because there's so many churches in this town. There's so many churches yeah. in this town. If you just drive around, like who's going to church anymore? And they're all like, oh, tons of new, people go to church, like ones. new age Christian, whatever. I don't go to church, but tons of people go to church. I know I don't go to church. I either, bet you wouldn't go to a church that's empty. It's true. I bet you wouldn't on a Sunday. It would be really creepy. Yeah, none of them are probably empty. There's probably mm. hell of people going to church. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I looked up Scientology the other day. Oh like my god! Scientology church to see if there was one nearby. Mm-hmm. Because I was listening to a podcast about Scientology. And they're like, I bet if you look it up, you'll find one nearby. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to see if there is one nearby. Mm-hmm. Seattle's the closest. But there is one. We, but it's all the way in Seattle. There is a huge one in San Francisco. We, like, walked by. Our hotel was, like, somewhere near it. And my mom used to stay there pretty regularly. And she was... This was just, like, the last few years. And she was like, oh, my gosh. They're going to try to talk you into coming to Scientology Center. Just talk to them for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, like, my mom told me. She's like, we're not going. But, like, just talk to them for five minutes. And we pulled up and they were gone. It, it was, like, too late. I, well, by pulled up, I mean walked by. My brother was just oh my outside gosh. the L.A. one. That's awesome. Last week. <laughs> That's awesome. But look how, look I mean, at this place. I know. I mean, I've already well, seen empty, this. Well, they're empty, though. I've seen this. They're I mean. empty. You haven't heard that? Oh, my God, it's a whole thing. Scientology builds all these places to for tax evasion and to make themselves seem super awesome but apparently when you actually go in there there's nothing and like that's we're probably gonna get a letter now because we're talking about scientology dude i watched leah romini's show super interesting i wonder if you can find that somewhere but, the, yeah, they do. that's, like, the thing they do. They have all of these huge Scientology centers. They'll have, like, one nice room, like, for people to go into. But if you, like, wander down the hallways, there's this, like, plastic between the walls and, like, not a single chair anywhere. And, like, the, these whole entire buildings are just empty. They're just literally there. And the statistics that Scientologists give are, like... We have over 25 million acres devoted towards Scientology, and that's because they have, like, all of these empty buildings, all the places, because they can't even tell you, because apparently their enrollment's way down, because people are on to the fact that they're crazy faces. Uh, Yeah, also, never mind, we're not going to talk about Scientology, we're talking about Christmas. I know, that's what I'm saying. What happened? After us. Strain of consciousness. Oh my god, it's it's streaming, it's just nonstop. I know. So should we get back oh, yeah. to one of these Santas? Yeah, let's talk about a Santa. Or do we want to go into Krampus and how well, Krampus and Santa go hand in hand too? Yeah, well, you could talk about the Santas and then be like, and they do this, which leads to Krampus, <laughs> which everybody I don't have anything else on Santa to get into right now, though, Linz. Okay. I really skimped on Santa Claus. Okay. I just found out his, like... How he came to be. Okay. Real quick. Well, it's like, I was just the real brief too because yeah. I what really do you see? Saint Nicholas was no everything that you said. I really didn't start until like a nightmare a night. <laughs> a nightmare before Christmas was the beginning of Santa Claus. Nineteen ninety um, or ninety one. I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Where, oh yeah, no, no, but there was nothing. What is this? Well, a little bit in Germany. A little bit in Germany, they gave presents on the 6th to celebrate St. Nicholas's death. Yeah, exactly. Before then, even. Mm-hmm. But he. But that like also brings me. Man. That does bring me into Krampus. So that's okay. why I was wondering Here if I could go. get into it. Because Germany, on December 5th, it's Krampus night. And they hope that St. Nicholas leaves them treats in their shoes on December 6th when they wake up. And if they don't, then Krampus is coming for them. 
Um, does cramp? I didn't know Krampus actually had a specific day. Yeah, did. apparently, they do. And like, I'm I haven't even gone to the crazy part. Okay, maybe did I did what? What were you saying? No, you might get to it. I, I have a logistical question. I want to know about how Krampus did. Well, but you haven't told the rest of your okay. story to the podcast yet. So. Okay, so basically, the earliest tales of Krampus began in Austria. Um. This is a tra- this tradition that I'm about to talk about is at least 500 years old, but these earliest tales I didn't write down the dates. It's very very old. It's mm-hmm. at least as old. One of my one of the things I was listening to said that even before Christianity was a thing was a thing, mm-hmm. they were celebrating Krampus in Austria. Um, he is most. He's most often known as an evil entity, but he's not necessarily that. Like, they consider him an anti-Saint Nick. Um, he looks, his, he's got features similar to Satan or, you know, the half-man, half-goat creature. Um, but, but that's kind, it's kind of misconstrued because he's, he's also follows Santa essentially like they um in most of the Krampus tales they are out together and he's kind of the moral compass of Santa Claus so you know the good the good children get the treats and then Krampus (coughs) actually goes around first so I kind of did that backwards but he leaves them coal in their shoes if they've been bad and that is oh Santa leaves the coal so I was right. Santa goes, gives them the treats, or leaves the coal. If Krampus sees the coal, then he whips and beats those children. And he carries, what is it he carries with him? It's like a bundle of birch wood that he, like, whips the kids with. And it's really creepy and is scary. Is there a significance to the birch wood? Um, not as far as I can learn. Um... The, so, Germany, Austria, celebrates this tradition that is still celebrated today, called Krampus Lauf, and I'm probably not pronouncing that right, or also known as Krampus Run, and it's an annual tradition on, this might not take place on December 6th, I don't, I didn't get the date to this, um, but they dress up as Krampus, like in the in the cloaks and like all the stuff, and and they wear masks and they roam the town. They're led by a Santa Claus, a Saint Nicholas, but they roam the town with the whips, dressed up like this, with the masks and everything. They scare the children and the adults, and this is like for fun. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. And they're creepy, like the video I was watching, this is a YouTube thing I was watching, this whole story, and there's like a video of it, and I was like, this is scary! Um, Some even go door to door and deliver treats and goodies. So even dressed as these like scary demon, Krampus looking creatures, so it's like the opposite of trick-or-treating. And December has used to be known as the month of monsters and ghouls. Oh, interesting. Isn't that so even wild? Like back, like you're talking like hundreds of years ago, right? Well, like, yeah. Well, so I'm talking about like time. in Austria because oh. they're still celebrating this annually. Mm. Um, but I don't think December's obviously still considered a whole month of monsters and ghouls anymore, you know. I think mm. Christmas has definitely taken over. It also kind of makes all of this interesting because it also makes me believe that Christmas is based on something evil and what it's kind of evolved into. Because it's not the birth of Jesus Christ. And it don't even get me started on Christmas. We should talk about that in a second because <laughs> I think Christmas has lost it, like whatever it meant, which oh, apparently yeah. is nothing. Do you know? <laughs> do you know Krampus 
sorry, I just found Krampus was even before St. Nick. So Krampus has, like, a legend of his own. Okay. Um, Krampus is the son of the Norse god of the underworld. Yes. On his own. That was, like, thousands of years before (laughs) before Christmas, even. Okay. No, this says, like... 12th century BC. Yeah. Like. No, it's all coming back. I just didn't write this down. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, (laughs) So, because I remember that. The son of hell, the son of Norse, the god of the underworld. I remember them talking Mm -hmm. about that. I just didn't write it down. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either until I discovered that, too. It's wild. Yeah. And And I can't find out how that happened. So, again... It makes Christmas, it makes you wonder, does it not? They based Christmas around Around this. making people behave for the new year. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that is it. No. Maybe they needed to create a Santa Claus character to counteract this Krampus character to be the moral compass. Yeah. Even, mean, though he, you, even though he's well known and misconstrued as just being dark and evil. And if you think about it, we like we still give people coal, or say we give coal, like we were just joking about Yeah, but my no one talks about Krampus the way yeah, that they talk about Santa. Even. Yeah. It's not like, oh, Santa's going to bring you coal. Watch out for that Krampus in the Birchwood whips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's a little too scary. Right? No, people would never like people would never tell their kids stories like that nowadays, no. you know. No. Gotta be all PC. That's probably why like I never even heard of Krampus until like the last couple years. Me and too. it was probably because of that movie that yeah. came out. It was like probably about the same time. Yeah. And I mean I needed I needed to know more. Mm-hmm. I would get into it so much more. Mm-hmm. I don't. I skimmed myself. I'm like, for you time think about it. I just, I read like four articles where we've been sitting here and they all have the same basic knowledge. <laughs> like, the stuff you didn't tell me was that Norse god thing and everything else I read on each of those websites <laughs> you said. And so, like, maybe there's, like, it's a legend. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe that's it. just, like, all there is to it. <laughs> it's all there is to it. Because I, I expected to find something a little deeper, too, and that's what that Norse god thing was. Son of Hell was a little bit deeper, but, like, also kind of just posed more questions. Because why is he going around with Santa? I mean, I guess he doesn't necessarily have to be evil. Right. But. But Christmas is kind of a greedy holiday now. It's definitely a greedy holiday. But the funny thing is, like, I absolutely love gift giving. Mm-hmm. I love gift giving. But I also love spending time with my family on the holidays. Mm-hmm. I know not everybody does. I'm So I can't speak for everybody on that. But I do. Mm-hmm. And I miss that the holidays don't feel like a time to be thankful and grateful and just like home and with your family like I just Mm -hmm. I feel like there's something so lost in that especially with the the fact that we're losing Thanksgiving to Black Friday Mm. more and more and more every year year. and like to me that's Mm. so upsetting I worked in retail for long enough to deal with the hell of working Black Friday on a day that is meant to be thankful and instead I'm being forced to go work for mobs of really rude and ungrateful people on Mm. a day when they should be home eating a feast with their families and being thankful and they Mm. can wake up early in the morning and go do the exact same thing instead of being an asshole to me Mm -hmm. who just gave up my holiday And unwillingly, because anyone in retail is not allowed to take that day off. 
guaranteed yeah. anyone who works in retail, it's a blackout. Everyone's scheduled to work. Damn. That is the worst. To not have a choice. Really, though. To not have a choice is the worst. Just because I am a single mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not my child's choice or fault. And she doesn't have someone else besides me to spend the holiday with. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine not being with her. Mm-hmm. You know? I know you're sentimental like that. I know. See, I'm a firm believer that things should, even like gift giving and stuff, I love giving gifts, but like I don't restrict it. Like if I bought you something, I'll come be like, I bought you something. It doesn't have to be like a birthday or Christmas. And and being thankful for things like that. I think that should be, I think it should be an everyday occurrence. I do agree with that. I do. So it's mostly just like a day to not have to work. Yeah. And be with your family. I do agree that the gift giving thing, but if we, if we get into that, then I want to, then we're talking about a holiday like Valentine's Day, which is literally a worthless garbage holiday. Whether I'm single or in a relationship, Mm -mm. I think it's garbage because I don't want you to buy me flowers, chocolates, or a teddy bear on this day just because they're in all the grocery stores. Mm. Buy me flowers, chocolates, and a teddy bear, like, last Wednesday, because I had a horrible day, Mm. and I just needed something to pick me up. Mm Mm-hmm. I completely... I think... I actually think that, like, 90% of holidays are really dumb that we have, and I feel like you should just be able to, like, take a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I just, like... on a well, that was, note, I think like, that was the purpose of holidays when is, holidays were becoming, wasn't it? Like, yeah. to Except a day of make rest. everything a holiday. Well, yeah, but yeah. our original holidays, like our Easter and our Christmas mm-hmm. and our Thanksgiving, like, at least those three major ones, and then give or take a few others, but like, mm-hmm. those were days of rest. Those were days of being home and thankful and with mm-hmm. your family <laughs> mm-hmm. celebrating something whatever it is Christmas Hanukkah I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know but you know the malls no, and the everything all the all the things all the things that we need in life that mm-hmm. we don't really need but we think we need mm-hmm. There was this really interesting movie that I watched for extra credit in one of my classes, and it was called What Would Jesus Buy? And it was actually, it was an independent movie, and it was about, oh my gosh, I have to tell you guys about this. I didn't realize this is where we were going, but I have to talk about What Would Jesus Buy? <laughs> I have to look up what they, what they are called. It's a choir. Reverend Billy Talon and his Stop Shopping Choir embark on a cross-country crusade against the commercialization of Christmas. It was a really interesting movie. And it was basically just all about how Christmas has turned from being a time when you spend time with your family and have everybody together and nobody has to work to just being about spending money and even and going back to like Black Friday and Cyber Monday oh, those are like the number one shopping days all year and like that's just what it's turned into and so why do we bother well, anymore and it's called Black Friday, Amen. so why it why is anyone shopping on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Why is it called Black Friday on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know. That does uh, Black Friday has been taking over, and I mean it's always been crazy. It's gonna be like Black Week. I feel week. like, the, I feel like <laughs> the, thir- the Thursday thing is fairly recent because, like, I remember when I remember thinking five a.m. on fr- on Friday was far too much. <laughs> like I would I've well, never done Black Friday I actually it's like 5am but now then it was like midnight yeah 
at That's midnight what I'm That's on Black like, Friday. The last few years, and yeah. no, now the last couple years they're finally like eight, mm-hmm. six, five, yeah, all day. The outlet mall where I used to work mm-hmm. <clears throat> used to open at ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Thursday. We would all get there at like eight and prep and whatever. And now, because the outlet mall, a majority of those people come from Canada. Mm-hmm. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Because they come from Canada. So, a majority so of the shoppers, a majority of the paying customers going down there for Black Friday mm-hmm. are coming down for that midnight shopping. And it's a madhouse. Mm-hmm. I worked it even years that I wasn't working there anymore because you could sign up and do temporary work for them for like just oh, yeah. for Black Friday. It's literally a nightmare. I one of the one of the years for five hours, I manned the door, and kept kept the line in order. Wow, that was my job. Wow, because there's a line into the stores because there's capacity into the stores, and like the fact that this is even happening is not okay. But they're mm-hmm. like, oh well, we have all these people coming down at midnight for this anyway, so. Let's just be open all of Thanksgiving. So now, none of these people that work at the mall, huge mall, mm-hmm. no one gets gets a holiday. No mm-hmm. one gets a Thanksgiving. I have half mm-hmm. of my friends that live down there still work at the outlet mall. So it's like, can't get in touch with them for Thanksgiving weekend. And Kyle's mm-hmm. birthday is that weekend. And he's yeah, always... So you're just basically always... And they're blackout weekends. You can't take the mm-hmm. weekend. There's no way. No one. So even, like, your family comes from out of town or, you know, you have one opportunity in the whole entire year to be with your whole family and, and you probably can't go. Mm-hmm. And there's no getting out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think that's awful. Like, that's awful. See, I worked at, I feel really bad because that's retail and I think that would be a nightmare and I would never want to do that. Like, on a serious <laughs> note, like, Never. Um, but, like, I used to work at a facility that was 24-7-365, and so we literally, we would have to plan, like, two weeks in advance to shut down the lab for one day, and, like, we, and so, like, we basically just worked through all the holidays, and... That does make a little more sense, though. I know, well, like, it's a little bit of a different situation, because, like, you're dealing with all those people, and, like, we're just sitting in a lab, like, counting things. Exactly. Right? You're dealing with the people at the worst time of the year. Yeah, they're all mad and trying to get the deals. Greedy motherfuckers. I know. Oh, my God. It's pretty gross. (laughs) I know, I know. I don't even go... I went to a Black Friday shopping... One year, just because I was bored, and I was going to the outlet mall, and I literally, this was down in Oregon, I made it within six miles of the outlet mall at 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving. They didn't open until 10. Yeah. I made it within six miles of the outlet mall, and there, the right lane was just dead stopped in traffic to get to the outlet mall. And the years I worked, we I whipped would get a, a ride. UA, we whipped a UA in the middle of the highway, just like because we couldn't even get like get off an exit, mm-hmm. and like we still had like ten miles until we got there because there's only an exit every ten miles. Yeah, like, that's insane. That's insanity. Yeah, I used to get rides because parking there wasn't you couldn't find parking, mm-hmm. so you just get a ride, or mm-hmm. there would be shuttle from like the casino over to the mall. Where you oh, yeah. park at the casino and go to the mall, but I mean, good luck still finding parking. Depends when what your a shift nightmare. is. God, I can't even imagine having to put up with that. Yeah, exactly. Did you always make like double time or something? For, like, um, only if you worked on Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, and I mean, I get it. Like people are like, "Oh, I'll take the double time. I don't really care about the holiday." Mm-hmm. So cool. Like those people should raise their hands. But like to make it just a blackout. You know, mm-hmm. just just because it's, like, so mandatory and miserable. I know. I know. But this is also fair, right? Like, wouldn't you be so mad if someone else, if, like, someone else got the day off and you had to work? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you be so mad? I remember one person at Calvin got the day off one year, and I was like, how in the fuck did you manage that? Even mm-hmm. Oh, I think it happened at Target, too. 
Because even at Target, it was like, yeah, we may not be in there at the exact same time, all of us, but everybody's working mm-hmm. on that day. Even the year I was pregnant and had a doctor's note. I was eight months pregnant. Wow. With a doctor's note. Telling them that I cannot be on my feet for this day. My doctor didn't even understand. My doctor, he had like an accent. I forgot where he was from. He was so cool, though. I loved him. But uh, when I was explaining to him, like, this is the busiest shopping day of the year, and Target is going to make me work unless you tell them otherwise. And I am not going to be on my feet all day for this. Mm -hmm. So he wrote me a doctor's note. And they took me into the office and said, unfortunately, we can't take doctor's notes for Black Friday. So we'll schedule you to sit down in the back and do signage. Wow. So they wouldn't even let me take Black Friday off when I was eight months pregnant. Wow. And that was the final straw. I knew I wasn't coming back anyways, but I was like, Mm -hmm. you're joking, right? Damn. Like that came from my doctor. They could have, like, hired a new person. Uh, they could something. just, like, <laughs> let me be the one person that's not working because I'm yeah, that eight months sense. pregnant. Yeah. I quit because I, I was working two jobs because that was when I started working at Calvin. Mm-hmm. But I was only doing it, like, a couple of days a week because I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just needed extra money, so I was, like, working at Target and working at Calvin. And then I quit Calvin because I knew that they were going to made me work for Black Friday. So I was like, mm. well, I'm eight months pregnant. I've already been working for like three months. It's a little extra money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I went back to work for Calvin after I had Elliot and I did not go back to Target. Mm. <laughs> so. And you still got screwed on Black Friday. Yeah, I still had to work it. I did sit in the back the whole time, just listen to my headphones and fold signage, but you know. Anyways. <laughs> Our Christmas conversation. I know. Our Christmas conversation really digressed. It happens. Um, I think that's the point. Yeah, that's kind the point of, of strain of conscious. I mean, we actually right. went into this one fairly prepared, I'd say, Lens. Mm-hmm. Fairly prepared. I would agree. In comparison to previously. <laughs> it's true. We took notes. We're trying well, to do better, notes. you guys. We're trying to do better. Yeah. At least just more organized. But, you know, we are strain yeah, of consciousness, and there's a reason for that name. Yeah, totally. Strain, because it's punny with strains. But Yeah. And then so the consciousness part, because our minds just do this. Like, this is basically just me and Lindsay sitting in a room smoking anyways, whether we're recording or not, so. It's true. It's true. We just figure people on here. Because we're funny sometimes. 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 Maybe we just think we're funny. Okay. I think we're funny. I think we're funny. I've heard a decent amount of feedback. <laughs> heard decent feedback. So that means it's not bad. So rate I us. Actually, review us. Oh yeah, that's rate what you and say. review and follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram. The um, Instagram <clears throat> strain o consciousness. I was, gonna, I was reading my horoscope for next year uh-huh. and just what the what predictions are happening because Jupiter is my planet and it's coming in for the next year. And so um, I was kind of read, just reading about what the year had in store for me because I knew that that was going to be good. And it's all about, like, finding balance. This year is all about, like, finding balance in life and happiness. It was really weird. It was like I... Um, Oh, it said that I have spent the last three years working incredibly hard, and then over the last year, I've kind of, it's, they said literally from October 2017 to November 2018, I've been in this limbo, and like right now, at the end of November, I'm coming out of limbo, and everything is going to kind of fall into place, which, that's exactly the workout. Um, but an interesting thing that it said that I had to look forward to was that I made this new hop. I have this new hobby, and, like, I might not be sure what to do with it, but, like, I just stick with it because good things might come of my hobby. And I think that's my, I think that's podcast. 
Yay. They said if I stick with it, good things will come from it. So, I mean, it could be any hobby. But like, I don't have a lot of hobbies. And to, this is supposed to be a year for financial success for me. So. Well, here we come, 2019. Yep. I know the universe That's has big things in store in for me. Because, you know, sometimes the universe is kicking my ass and I feel it. But it always comes back around. It's always got my back. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's just kicking my so ass so that I can, can appreci appreciate the big shit. Do ahead. you ever read things like that, though, about like the horoscopes oh, I read and stuff, stuff all the time? Oh. But okay. I haven't read anything lately. Mm. I was just, that was really, I. I mean, I knew Jupiter was coming, and that was why I specifically looked this up, because I found out Jupiter was coming. That's why I was safe from this last retrograde Mercury. Ah. I actually, I made it out of, usually I have meltdowns on retrograde Mercury, but Jupiter was looking out for me, and so I made it out of retrograde Mercury without anything breaking. <laughs> Knock on wood. Well, that is good to hear. Mm -hmm. Because you have had a rough year with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, retrograde Mercury is only for a month. I know, but oh, I feel the, like every time it occurs. Before. Oh, yeah. Well, it happens multiple times a year. Yeah. I just need. It seems like a it's been bit. a lot. <laughs> it does. I feel like this year felt like there was a lot. I think there was three or four. Definitely felt like it. Mm hmm. And that's for like a month every time, so that's like more than half the year retrograde Mercury's happening. I know I never let us um, like buy things or any make any decisions at work. I'm like, we can't, we can't even talk about it. It's retrograde Mercury. It's gonna be bad juju. Okay. <laughs> I want to get some sage. Okay. I want to burn. I want to sage burn my house. Get any negativity out. Mm-mm. You don't need sage. You can do that with intention. Call the angels to get all the negativity out. It's my weird angel cards talking right there. But I mean, you know, my parking angels, my angels that I've called upon have been working. Okay, I'll try it. I should give you. Do you listen to audiobooks? Uh, not really. I mean, I listen oh. to podcasts, but. <laughs> I like listen to people. I like listening to people speak. Mm, I was, I have this audio book that was really interesting. I'm, I've actually read it twice in the last month. What is it? My, I'm, I don't know. Well, it's because I like went to Egypt and found out there were past lives and shit, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm looking, I'm thinking about all of that stuff a little bit more. Um, ask your guides how to connect with your spiritual support system. Mm, okay. But the girl, the lady is really, the lady is really reasonable. Nice. About it. And she, she's like, you know, and I even like talked to my mom about it a little bit because my mom's kind of into her angel stuff. And like my mom, like really, like she feels it. Mm. Right. But, like, even her friends said that, like, I just have some weird connection that, like, they want. Like, she's her, she's only met me one time, and, like, she gets, she said she's never had clearer angel readings. Like, they just, like, want to communicate with me. And oh, so, um, it's really, like, my mom has to really try. Like, but my mom has had weird, my mom's always kind of been in tune with that. But it might have been because they want they've been wanting to communicate to me like when I got rejected from pharmacy school my mom did a reading for me and it said that I was being blocked from being a healer which was like really weird because I had just gotten rejected from pharmacy school and like yeah. what a weird thing for that to be like the first card to come up when somebody's doing your reading right but yeah that's why I'm you just gotta try it that's I think I brought my angel cards here the other week but then I don't think I ever ended up showing you. Oh, dang. But it's actually really interesting. And, like, I've been using my parking angels a ton. And you just have to say thank you and give them a little clap and giggle or something. I needed them. Right? I just paid a parking ticket. Oh, no. Tom just got a parking ticket downtown. Was it from last week? Yeah. Ugh. Man. 
It was from that night that we were out. Mm. I parked in that parking lot across from Satori. Mm. And I read the song, the sign wrong because it was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was basically it was basically telling me reserved parking is during these hours, mm. but I was reading it as these are the hours that you have to pay to park, mm-hmm. you know, because you know like the signs on the street parking are like you pay from this time to this time. So I'm reading yeah. this sign and I'm like, oh, you pay from this time to this time, and then I don't have to pay. But really, it was telling me from this time to this time you can't even park here. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were, like, reading it when we were all, like, a little more tipsy and, like, this sign is all wrong. And I'm like, getting all pissed off and I took a picture of it because I was like, I'm going to reread this tomorrow. <laughs> and then it all made sense Laurel's tomorrow. all telling me she's going to fight it with me. She's like, I'm going to help you fight this. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. I'm going to pay it. <laughs> it's only like 10 bucks, right? It was 25. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. One time I got 10 parking lots in two weeks. So I took these summer classes at a local college and they, you needed a parking permit, but like I wasn't a student there except for the summer uh-huh. and they didn't give out parking permits during the summer because I tried to get one because everywhere it was like permit parking, permit yeah. parking. And then they're just like, we don't give out permits during the summer. And so I'm just parking. Right. And I'm getting like these tickets and like my first ticket was like $0. And like my second ticket was like $5. And I just, so I just keep getting these tickets that are just, like, very small amounts of money, right? Yeah. Over the course of, like, two weeks. And it was, like, the first two weeks of my class I was taking. I come out one day. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot this part of the story. <laughs> I come out one day, and I have a boot on my car. Oh, no. And, like, <clears throat> I'm looking, and, like, I come out to my car, and I'm like, you have to be shitting that there's a boot on my car right now and so I am wandering around I'm like looking for a sign like who do I even call about this I don't is there a parking office like I I literally have no idea who to call about this so my lab partner comes out who he was so hot I was not able to talk to him (laughs) For like, we were lab partners because they went by last name and our last names were right by each other. So we ended up having to be lab partners. And he was so fine that I couldn't even, like, (laughs) I couldn't even talk to him. I actually took Adderall one day and talked to him and he was shocked that like words came out of my mouth because he would just ask me things and I would just like smile and giggle. I like I couldn't I couldn't even say words it was one of those situations and so like he comes out and he's just and he's like the only one in the parking lot with me and he's like oh man your car got booted and I'm like oh my god I'm here with my hottest lab partner in the world <laughs> And my car got booted for, like, unpaid parking tickets. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he actually went to school there. And so I was like, you, do you know where there is a parking office? And, like, they didn't leave me, like, a phone number. They just, like, left my car with a boo on it in some parking lot. And, like, and so he just so happened to have a tag because he was an actual student there, like, during the year. And so he had a tag. And... There was a number on the back, and I called them, and they're like, you owe us $25 in parking tickets. It was not even, like, a lot of money. It was just, like, the sheer amount that they booted my car. And I was like, well, can I buy a parking pass? And they're like, we don't sell parking passes during the summer. And I was like, okay, so what do I need to do to, like, get That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I ended up street parking I ended up having to use street parking around campus because I was not allowed to park in any part any school any campus parking lots because I didn't have it so I just had to park and this was in like a fucking inner city like I did not want to leave my car there right and like and so I just had to use street parking 
That is crazy. That is some BS, if you ask me. No, it was, it's one of the most infuriating things I've ever experienced in my life. See, I still got mad about it when I was talking about it. (laughs) I was so mad at them. And the guy was like, you didn't even owe any money. He was like, why didn't you pay your parking tickets? And I was like, it's only been like a fucking week. Yeah. Like, you've given me a parking ticket every day, but like, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Do I need to be paying them in real time? <laughs> I don't even know. Are okay. Are we going to still try and see Christmas lights? Um, if Elliot's not asleep, I'm down. <laughs> Well, maybe we should wrap this up then so we can try and do it. Totally. Okay. Well, bye, guys. Have a good night and happy holidays. All the holidays. And happy New Year. Maybe we'll make another New Year's one with, like, New Year predictions or something. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Bye. Bye.